one and all to a brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel. Joining me, as always, is my cohort in podcast crime, Matt. Hello. Mm. How's your week treating you, Matt? Uh, pretty good. Um, it's been really cold down here, and we had, like, big storms on the weekend, so... I'm just staying inside with the heater on. Yeah, for, uh, for for those who don't know, Australia is literally an opposite land, so they have their winter when we have our summer. Yep. So while I sweat my balls off, he freezes. <laughs> Actually, I, I wish I was sweating this week. In fact, it was quite the opposite. I was all ready to go to the pool because the condo where I live, they opened up the pool, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bring a cooler bag. It's going to be great. I'm going to have so much fun. It, it's been raining all day, and it's probably going to rain all week. <laughs> And to make matters worse, uh, my mother, she went out to Vancouver where they're having wonderful sunny tropical weather and she continually sends me uh, texts and updates of all the fun stuff she's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Just rubbing that salt into the wound. (laughs) It's not great. (laughs) Uh, I got some video games played this week. I downloaded that uh, Far Harbor DLC for Fallout and I've been playing that. Already in the first five minutes, the story is stronger than the main Fallout 4 story. Yeah, I, I've not really been fond of Fallout 4. Bard, I, uh, I was right into it. I, I was damn near level 40 by the time I even finished the game because I touched a little of everything. But admittedly, by the end, it does break down to, hey, go here, shoot this. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, you got that that guy, that Preston guy, who just gives you the same mission. Yeah, I uh, ten uh, times in a row. And I was so excited for the Minutemen at first. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally gonna pledge Minutemen for this thing. Then I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm done with the Minutemen. I really don't give <laughs> yeah. a shit about any of my settlements anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just let me just let me reach the end of the damn game, which I did. I backed the railroad. The railroad is a cool faction. They're basically like a bunch of guerrilla war fighting secret agents. They're cool. Yeah. I did like that. Far Harbor is great because it's like a murder mystery, or at least it starts off as like a big mystery, and you actually do detective work in the first five minutes. You have to actually solve like a room puzzle, and it's cool. That's pretty cool. I've I've been just started the other day playing the new Witcher DLC. Oh yeah, that'll only take you forever. Yeah, oh, it's it's so good. I've only just started it. I'm only just entering the quest now, but it's already really cool. Yeah, lots of, lots of interesting DLC came out this week. And if it seems like Matt and I are stalling for time, it's only because sweet fuck all happened this week. Yeah, not a lot of news or, like, comic-related news happened this week. After two massive weeks in a row where, you know, you had Captain Nazi and DC Rebirth and everything, this week we got nothing. The Our cups runneth over and now they runneth dry. Yeah, well, th- th- there is some news, but it's not really, it's, it's I guess... All- Big news. It's all speculative stuff, and it's all, like, bullshit. Like, I almost put down on the list, like, hey, did you hear that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Open Soft? <laughs> I don't care. No, neither do I. I wasn't going to see it. I never saw the first one. I gave no shits, and I continue to give no shits. And it seems like yep. everyone else got a case of don't give a shit for this new one. Mm-hmm. They really did. I. Yep. It was something stupid, like it didn't even make back half of its budget, and it's opened everywhere in the world. Yeah, pretty much. So don't be shocked if you don't see any more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies after this <laughs> for a little bit, for at least five to six years. Uh. And it's like, I can imagine some bigwig money guy up in his office being like, but, but, but how did it didn't work? We, we did everything right. We did it exactly like we did Transformers, and those make money hand over fist. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, but that doesn't always 
transfer over to other properties. That's not just a template you can put everything in. But we already have a new He-Man movie running on the same template. What the fuck? Oh, God. Do they do? They really do? Probably, no, they don't. I'm just saying they probably have several other properties that they were going to put through the same template. <laughs> Does this mean we have to put the mask movie on ice again? <laughs> That's uh, that's mask the acronym. That's not mask the Jim Carrey movie. In case people were wondering. Mm. But what about dragonflies and sky dancers that we were all ready <laughs> to have come out in the wake of the Power Rangers movie? Oh, they got to see how good the Power Rangers movie does first. I know, right? Man, that that actually makes me worried for the Power Rangers movie, where it's like, Jesus, people don't give a shit about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at the second one. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I mean, I, I would argue Power Rangers is arguably just as, like, fringe and culty as TMNT is. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a nostalgia-based thing that people like our age who probably aren't into comics and everything, like, the general audience would see that and like, hey, I watched that as a kid. Well, you know, you say it's a nostalgia property, but there hasn't been a long stretch of time where there hasn't been a Power Rangers show on TV and where there hasn't been a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show on TV. Well, a, a good version of them i i i I, I think the the best versions was the one like we grew up with like the mighty morphin power rangers Ah. and all that sort of stuff i i I hear i hear mixed things about the new tmnt that's on nickelodeon right now some people really like it some people can't get past the animation is that the cgi one yes yeah i've heard like mixed things as well and that's been running for a while though it has been apparently they're out in space this season they've already gotten to that point they already got it to the shoot them in space season (laughs) <laughs> well, we've exhausted Earth. What do we do? Shoot him into space. <laughs> when people get bored of this podcast, the comic multiverse, Matt and I are just going to launch ourselves into space and do the show from there. It's going to be exactly the same. We're just going to be in space. <laughs> yeah, you won't know any differences. <laughs> There'll be no differences whatsoever. For all you know, we could be in space right now. Yeah, you never know. Which means maybe I can put an end to my, you know, backyard rocket ship program, which is basically me just paying a bunch of children around the neighborhood in Kool-Aid to tie Mentos to Diet Coke bottles to try and get me into space somehow. (laughs) Onto a deck chair. Onto a deck chair. One of these days. One of these days I'm going to get there. Well, Joel, what about your helmet? How are you going to breathe in space? Don't worry, I got a (laughs) fishbowl. Uh, or no, I got I, a Bane mask. Oh, there you go. Or better yet, I filled a garbage bag with oxygen. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I'll, I'll take sips from it when I need to. Imagine that me floating through space in a deck chair with my podcast set up every so often just taking hits off a garbage bag filled with air. <laughs> that's, that's a sitcom right there. I'd watch that. I'd watch it for 11 minutes a time. Maybe it'll be board-driven. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I know there were some interesting articles shooting around, too, saying that, you know, because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles opened really soft and uh, X-Men opened really soft, people are starting to say that, you know, is this, are we starting to get sequel fatigue now? You know, why why aren't these big summer blockbusters that seemed primed to do such business, why, why aren't they doing the business they were supposed to? Well, it just boils down to them not being that good. Yeah, it was going to be the thing. They didn't make good ones. Yeah, I, I read some interesting articles, too. Some people theorizing, you know, d- did the summer blow its wad too early with uh, Civil War and uh, Batman versus Superman coming out earlier before, like, July, June, August? Uh, another interesting article said, you know, maybe people are tired of the sequelization 
of blockbusters and they prefer the saga-ization of blockbusters and they actually did a really nice comparison to the Planet of the Apes movies from back in the day saying, you know, those were sequels but they were part of a bigger saga. Heck, you could even put Mad Max in there too if you wanted to look at it that way. Like, that's a saga of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, as I said before, it also helps that the movie is like written competently, directed competently, acted competently. That too, that also helps. Uh, word of mouth, I would argue, is more important now. Oh, than yeah. Ever. That first couple of days, word of mouth can, you know, uh, save or kill a movie. Yeah. Good example, Batman vs. Superman. There you go. An even better example of the World of Warcraft movie, which isn't even out yet, but I'm hearing terrible things. I'm still excited for that. I, I keep hearing from people who have seen it that it's a movie for fans, mm. and there's, like, stuff in there people in the general audience wouldn't. And it's, like, something... With a property like that, you've got to run into anyway. That's true, and I, I got to imagine like a lot of the critics who got to see it early. I'm going to guess a good a good fifty percent of them, if not more, haven't played the games, and this is like their yeah. first uh, exposure. Yeah. To World of Warcraft, and I mean, there's like a lot going on there. Even even I don't really know my shit when it comes to World of Warcraft, and I'm sure even I'll come away from it's like was was I supposed to know more of that? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that was some other shit that's going on. Oh, s- speaking of sequelization and how rampant it is, did you hear there's another uh, Friday the 13th movie coming down the pipeline? Oh, God, really? Yeah, you know what this one is? What? It's going to be an origin story for Jason Voorhees. Oh, what? That, like, ruins the mystery of him. Not only does it ruin the mystery, but uh, in case you studio guys weren't paying attention, there already is a Friday the 13th origin movie. It's the first one. You learn about him throughout the entire movie. (laughs) Also, didn't they, like, that reboot they did um, not too long ago, like 2007 or Mm. whatever, wasn't that kind of an origin as well like they were, they sort of changed it and he had like a sister or something it was and... it was like they combined the first three movies into one yeah yeah it was really weird yeah because because pe- people don't know about jason Voorhees and friday the 13th or at least some of them don't know he's not the bad guy in the first one and he doesn't mm-hmm. get his like trademark hockey mask until the third one yeah yeah so like everything you know about jason everything you know about friday the 13th happened over time yeah. Well, it, it, it had, has to be better than, like, that one where he, like, possessed people and... Oh, uh, yeah, the the, the the final Friday, Jason goes to hell. Yeah. <laughs> With a little tiny Corey Feldman as a wet Jason baby. Yeah. <laughs> These are things that happened, everybody. These are real, actual things. The early, the late 80s, early 90s were weird. <laughs> Man, Jason had a really interesting life, didn't he? He took Manhattan, he went into space. Yeah, oh, God, I forgot about Jason X. Jason X, Jason went to space. The, the only thing he hasn't done yet is, unlike the leprechaun, he never went to the hood. Oh, uh, he will. <laughs> he will. That'll be the next He one. will. <laughs> Friday the 13th, a reboot beginning, but also in the hood. <laughs> Or no, you know what they need to do now because uh, movie blockbusters are changing so much and because, you know, the North American market is quickly becoming the least important market. What they need to do is concoct some sort of reason for Jason to go to China. Oh, he, 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 the reason he's like able to come back is some ancient Chinese curse or something. Of course, there you go. (laughs) Yep, uh, you can call it Jason Takes Beijing and that's what it'll be about. (laughs) Bunch of yeah. bunch of bunch of Chinese exchange students disturb his grave, and then they go back to Beijing. But the curse of Jason follows them, so it's him just you know messing up communist China. 
<laughs> I joke, but that'd be a billion dollar franchise right there. It, yeah, it probably would be. I mean, come on, just, I mean, share the love. I mean, you know, American teens have been getting killed in their sleeping bags in their campground forever by Jason. Just just share the love. Have it be a whole Jason World Tour. He can go to Europe. It can be Jason <laughs> Takes Europe. The Jason World Tour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason dri- driving around in the Jason jet will be the thing. It's just a big hockey mask jet. That's how he flies around. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always been the joke where it's like, why is this guy such a lumbling uh, or, you know, lumbering slow mofo every time? But the second you turn away, he becomes a goddamn ninja and he's on rooftops and he's stuck there, up behind you. There's actually, um, I don't know if it's out yet, but there's a video game coming out like there that. There is, um, yes. And that like, that looks really great where it you does. actually play, you can, one person plays as Jason and the rest play as like just teenagers and you can do that thing where he sort of teleports and everything. That's cool. I thought that was really... Yeah, I watched some of the footage of it. They were doing like a stream of it and it looks so good. It's, it's kind of like that Prey game or whatever they had where it's like one person plays the monster and everyone else plays the hunters. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool idea. I, I, I'm all for it personally. Yeah. I, I'm amazed there isn't more of like a slasher movie genre for video games. Yeah, well, I think it's kind of hard to do. It is. Like, um, because it's like that game if, that came if, out. If the slasher does his job right at the end, there's only going to be one. Yeah, what was that game? Um, Until Dawn was kind of like it a, was, yeah. a slasher game. And, um, those Condemned games were as well. Mm, oh, yeah, I always liked Condemned. Condemned was, it's sad they never made a third Condemned, but then yeah. you remember where they left off Condemned 2, and it's like, it, maybe it's good we didn't get another one here. <laughs> At the end where the dude basically gets freaking Super Saiyan powers to blow people's heads up for some reason. <laughs> it's like Condemned 1 was great because, you know, you were chasing down this great, horrible, unknowable evil that was seeping into society and making everyone go crazy. And then by, like, the second you boot up the second one, oh, yeah, it's, it's big sonic hubcaps on the wall that are making people go crazy. <laughs> that was it. That's the thing. Also, that guy from the first game is alive. And also, it's a it's a big conspiracy, and and also you're important. Also, <laughs> make people's heads blow up with your voice for some reason. <laughs> Talk about a good series that kind of shot itself in the foot. Yeah, like, like I think you would call that accidental brilliance, is what you would call that. Like the first one was accidentally brilliant. <laughs> we meant to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just didn't fall ass backwards into that. Speaking of video games, and because we got sweet fuck all else to talk about before we talk about what we read this week, um, uh, E3 is coming up really soon. It's quickly yeah. approaching. That's a big day for all of us nerds. I always like to think of E3 as like Nerd Super Bowl because we all get up nice and early in the afternoon yep. and sit around and watch all the press conferences and we root for our team and we get all excited and everything. What uh, what are you excited for E3 there, Matt? What are you hoping to see? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've tend to not try and be too excited mainly because in the past when i've been excited for something like watchdogs it's turned out to be utter shit there's a lot of bull shots you gotta worry about at e3 yeah you know, it's 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 a conference show they're trying to sell you and you know sometimes they lie especially if your name rhymes with schmooby soft 
Yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing. Like a, a couple of weeks ago, they released a trailer for the new Ghost Recon, mm. and like it, it's obviously a trailer to sell people on it because the pre-orders are open for it, and it looked amazing and everything. I'm like, yeah, that's not what the game's gonna look like when it, <laughs> when it comes out. Uh, there's a couple ones I'm really excited about. Mafia Three. I am so gung ho yeah. for Mafia Three. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I didn't even really play the other two, but Mafia 3 just looks like my fucking jam all over the place. Yeah, guess what? You're a half-black, assumedly half-Italian guy in New Orleans in the 1960s. The cops are openly racist to you. you got to take down all these rackets and install your own lieutenants to take yeah. over the city and also get revenge. And I'm like, sign me up. Also, listen to our awesome 60s rock soundtrack. Yeah, um, Mafia 2 was so great. I loved it so much. I, I heard a lot of mixed things on that. Some people said the story and the characterization was really good, but you didn't have much to do outside driving and shooting. Yes, yeah, so and no, I really depended on like what you really wanted to do in the game, because I think there was like racing as well ah. in it, or like some type of car thing. Um, that's usual with these like Grand Theft Auto type yeah. games. I can I can probably get it for a steal for the PlayStation 3 if I wanted to go back and uh, revisit it because apparently Vito, the guy you play into, he's actually going to show up in 3 as an old man. Oh, nice. Which is a nice bit of connective tissue because in 2 you end up killing the protagonist of the first one. Yeah. In a nice little thing there. It's like, see, we are a series. We are connected. See, one does take place after the other. <laughs> we're, we're not bullshitting. We're for real. Uh... What's some other ones? Uh, there's a lot of rumors flying around that we might finally get to hear something about Red Dead Redemption 2 at E3 this year. It, if if we don't even hear anything about Red Dead Redemption and it's just like a re HD remake, I'm like, sign me the fuck up. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they could they could HD remake uh, Red Dead Redemption and everyone would buy it. See, the, the problem with doing a sequel to it is that you'd have to do... It'd have to be a prequel. It would, because... because Red Dead is, like, at the end of the Wild West? It's literally at the end of the Wild West. In fact, if you read the paper after the final mission, it basically says, hey, World War One was declared. Yeah. So you'd have to, like, go back to, like, the 1888 or something. And, um, yeah, just do some story maybe not even connected to John Marston or Jack Marston. Well, supposedly the rumor was flying around there because uh, a map had leaked out was the thing. Like, a map actually yeah, showed Yeah, I remember that the area and uh, you were in the same place but it was clearly before because a bunch of the railroads weren't finished and the rumor was that this would take cues from uh grand theft auto 5 where you would have three protagonists that you could play as i would not be against that i'd like that neither would i it's also really interesting what they said that the three protagonists in this supposed leak one would be a younger seth seth you'll all remember as like the yep. cracked out grave uh, robber mm-hmm You'll actually get to find out how he got that way. Okay, so like the Trevor of Red Dead Redemption. Well, on his way to becoming Trevor, I suppose. He's not there yet, but almost. Uh, the second one would be Irish, who personally I would consider him to be more Trevor, being like an arms dealer running back and forth between Mexico, being an Irish man in America at that time. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And then the third and final one would actually be a character that you yourself created, took online, and who could actually do some missions in the overworld, but not story missions. That'd be pretty cool. Kind of disappointing that it would be really cool if you could play as a Native American. Oh, yeah, especially at that time. That would be super cool. Yeah. Get get to see that side, because you never get to see the Wild West from that side very rarely. Mm-hmm. 
Heck, if we want to take it all the way back to the original Red Dead Revolver, which Redemption is kind of a spiritual sequel to, you actually did get to play a Native American there and a Buffalo Soldier, for crying out loud. Yep, same with that other game, Gun. Oh, I love Gun. You get to play as like a uh, half-Native American guy. Uh, Gun with an amazing voice cast. Thomas Jane was the voice of the main guy from Gun. Yeah, yeah. Man, talk about another series. Why was there never any more sequels to Gun? Gun was so I good. Yeah, he was. I don't. I think it was because it was around that time that Red Dead was gonna be coming mm. out, and yeah, it was kind of like that one got more popular and everything. Why? Why aren't there so many more cowboy games? Like you know, C- Call of Juarez Two is really good. But also really dated. Why aren't there like a million more cowboy games? I know it's it's like such an easy setting as well. It's like you guys do, with guns that shoot people. Exactly, and ride horses and prostitutes and bar fights. It's like literally everything you need for an action adventure is right there. I I, I would lay down money for a Call of Duty game based in the Wild West. Yeah, totally. I'm surprised they haven't done you know like Call of Duty: The Indian Wars or whatever. Well, I suppose then you can't have, like, massive explosions. And mm. Well, I mean, dynamite, TNT. And... Yeah, but not big enough, you know. You've got to have, like, planes crashing into each other. Can't and... drop an A-bomb or anything, damn it. No. That's unfortunate. Actually, you yep. know, we, we rag on war games, but I'm actually super excited for a war-based first-person shooter this year. But it's not the one you're thinking. It's not the new Call of Duty, which is basically fucking Call of Duty Gundam now because you're fighting a goddamn evil space colony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the one I'm excited for is Battlefield 1. See, I haven't. we haven't seen a lot of that yet, and I'm, I'm waiting. I'm it, waiting to see. That's fair. I, I, I'll admit, I you know, I, I got Oakward hard just at the premise, and that is, look, you're playing a member of the Harlem Hellfighters in World War One. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool setting. Yeah, sarin gas, trench warfare, friggin' biplanes, war on horsebacks with cannons. Yeah, I'm I'm all about that. Uh, Jesus Christ, man, we've been talking for almost half an hour about video games in our comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We, we hope you appreciated this half-game talk, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure post-E3 we'll mention this more, but I guess uh, I guess now that that's out of the way, we can hop, uh, hop into the what we read this week portion of the show, which we actually had quite a lot to read because this was the first week of DC Rebirth titles. But moreover than that, uh, as always, in podcast housekeeping, I would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who gave to the Patreon, who helped make this show possible, who helped give the show a home on on Podbean, which FYI, we've been doing really great on Podbean. Matt, we're averaging about 200 new downloads a day. That's awesome. Or not a day a week, sorry. Man, that would be great if it was 200 a day. <laughs> Let's get it up to 200 a day, everybody. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're doing really good on that. We have over 50 people who have, who are following the podcast on there for updates and everything. So thank you, everyone who started following that. That makes me feel real good that you like the show enough to come and follow and whatnot that's that's really good stuff yeah that's great that is real great and uh uh speaking of patron too uh i got my second payout of that today in fact as we started the show so again thank you all so much for that that's awesome i will i will attempt to bring you extra fun cool exclusive content uh, like my game of thrones vlogs and uh just you know like advanced early videos and everything else also too for my own channel i hit uh over seven thousand today so thank you oh for that. wow that's awesome i'm yeah. i'm like less than 50 subs away from 1000 subscribers everyone who's not subbed to matt go sub to matt right now when you hear this <laughs> 
give a just show Matt some love, everybody. And uh, yeah, I guess with that, we can get into what we read this week. Uh, would you like to go first, Matt? Considering this is the uh, first time we're actually talking about comics we've read this week in a while. <laughs> in almost a month. <laughs> I know, Jesus Christ. Well, you know, we picked a good time to come back to it because we got the Civil yeah. Wars and the DC Rebirth. We got plenty to talk about. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll start with the Rebirth one since everyone wants to hear about them. Of course. Um, and the first one I read was the Batman Rebirth. Oh, you started with Batman. That's very yeah. unlike you. I assumed you would start with Superman. Well, I, I got them all and they were in alphabetical order. So ah. I just went, oh, Batman. Batman was weird this week because it was kind of like a double joint between Tom King, the new writer, and Scott Snyder, the writer, on his way out. They didn't really start a new story. They just kind of told another one. Yeah, it was like a, it was like the in between. It really, really stories. was. It was kind of like the, it, it, it was the torch passing off moment a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it was great though. I, I liked this new uh, Calendar Man they're making. Yeah, ra- radically redesigned version of the Calendar Man, a guy who actually now ages with uh, ages with the season is the thing he's yeah. like a freaking lovecraftian monstrosity like he's actually reborn from his own skin yeah it's pretty awesome i'm really intrigued to see what they're going to do with that character especially like because in the past when someone says oh calendar man's attacking batman you, you kind of laugh yeah really because he used to be this guy in like an actual calendar costume yep and then they turned him into like hannibal lecter or they tried to yeah, and now it seems like they actually are going to. Yeah, that, that definitely felt like a Scott Snyder in idea where it's like, you know, what do we do to make this guy interesting? It's like, well, you know, we got to take the thing of calendars, but we got to, like, expand upon it. Yeah, yeah, and his, his whole plan is, like, spreading some type of spore around the city. Right, that changed the weather. Now, it's funny, did you catch the subtext here? I'm sure you did where uh, Batman is talking to Lucius Fox and basically saying, man, you know, you lost another fortune, but I want it back for you. This seems to happen a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I I did catch that, yeah. That seems to happen a lot. Basically, that was the whole issue in a nutshell, and that is Batman does the same things over and over again, and much (laughs) like Calendar Man, he is always reborn. Yep. Yeah, he he is always reborn like Calendar Man. Duke surprisingly got some stuff to do in this issue, which I also liked. Yeah, yeah, I, I hadn't really been keeping up with the main Batman book in New 52, but I knew who Duke was to. thanks to thanks to Zero uh, zero Year and everything and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you, you didn't really need to keep up to know what was going on with him. It's funny, you get to see them kind of go to the next stage of their relationship, and with Duke saying, you know what, I don't even really think I need a Batman right now, I think I'm doing pretty good on my own, and Batman going, good, because I don't really need a Robin right now, I got too many. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I got you this really sick yellow outfit. Yeah, 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 I like the sick yellow costume. I wonder, are we going to see that again? Because on the cover of Detective Comics, which is apparently the book that Duke is supposed to be featured in, he's not wearing the sick-ass yellow costume. Yeah, I think we will, because he, he, he wore it at the end of this issue to yeah. like help Batman. But um, yeah, I think he, he'll come out every now and then, maybe. Maybe because he's like still training. Right. Yeah, and he's living in the Batcave now, basically, as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he, he got to move up to the big house. He got to move yeah. on up to the east side to live with Batman. <laughs> also, something, I don't know if they explain it in the We Are Robin book, because I dropped that book because I didn't give a shit. Did Alfred ever get in trouble for starting a child army while Batman was away? Because it seemed like... I, 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 I didn't read that book, man. <laughs> no one read that. But look, if you read that book, if you actually read it to the end, please tell me in the comment section, because it seems like Alfred should have gotten in trouble for that. I, I like to think that because, like, 
Alfred is sort of the father figure of Bruce. Like, he doesn't get in trouble for that. <laughs> Batman's like, oh, I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Or he, like, kind of guilt, tri- guilt trips Bruce. And it's like, you raise kids to, like, fight and shit, so why can't I? Yeah, what's, what's, what's the difference between your painting targets on children's back and me literally, literally giving money and weapons and funding to a bunch of inner-city youths <laughs> to fight homeless people? <laughs> that's literally what the first arc was it was a bunch of like somewhat middle class kids given weapons to brutalize the yeah. homeless <laughs> while, while a rich butler man watches from seat, uh, closed circuit TVs being like good good this, this is what I want this, this, this is what I signed up for but yeah uh, Batman was interesting my only real problem with the, that Batman book is that it doesn't start a new story no yeah it's kind of like the, the go between for uh, Batman 52 and uh, Detective Comics and Batman in general. I think that's like what a lot of the Rebirth issues were. They were sort of like just setting the stage for what's yeah. going to be happening. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I guess we can talk about Superman next, and I'm sure you've got tons of things to say about it. Yeah, I really enjoyed this Superman issue. I, ha- I had a feeling you would enjoy it. It was a walk down memory lane. It was, and like, again, this was yet another book that kind of didn't start a new story. In many ways, it was an epilogue to Super League. It was even written by uh, Tomasi. Mm-hmm, yep. Is what it was. Uh, Lana Lang is trying to steal the corpse of New 52 Superman. Yeah, but not for bad reasons. She wants to bury bury him out with his family in Smallville, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, like she promised to do. Yeah. And then we got uh, Clark White overlooking him and making sure because he thinks he's going to come back to life because he did. Yeah, and he thinks then, like maybe this universe is the same. And then he basically stops and regales her with the entire story of Death of Superman, and then uh, and then Doomsday killed me, and then I got a mullet. <laughs> yeah, the, I really appreciated that because of the scenes they were using. They actually did it correctly. They were, they weren't done wrong they were, uh, they had the right characters in the right places they needed to be like i went back and checked in my death of superman trade and they're exactly in the right places and everything uh, you know why that probably is right because dan jurgens is writing action comics because <laughs> dan jurgens is going to be writing action comics and i bet those flashbacks are actually going to end up being super important Oh yeah, well, he's fighting Doomsday in that book, Doomsday so yeah, is definitely being brought back. Yeah, so I mean, you better get it right when Dan is working in the same <laughs> office as you. If you get that shit wrong, <laughs> you'll be like, "Look, asshole, I wrote that all that time ago." Now, here's a question that uh, I brought up in my review, and no one seemed to have a good answer for it. Maybe you will. So now that New Fifty Two Superman is dead, mm-hmm. like like he is, and Clark White. The old 52 pre-Flashpoint, whatever the hell you want to call him, Superman, is our main Superman. What do we call him now? Do we just call him Superman? <laughs> I, I'll call him Superman. I'll, I'll just, I call him Clark as well. But um, I think he will be Clark Kent. But the thing is, the first arc in Action Comics is dealing with some with like an actual Clark Kent guy turning up, like glasses wearing doesn't have superpowers or anything but just a clark kent guy turning up right so i think they'll maybe address it in there maybe right because it feels weird to call him superman even though he's closer to the original real superman that you and i all know and love we hilariously were forever calling the uh the new 52 one a pretender and not a real one but now that we have the guy we want it's hard not to feel like he's kind of being a pretender now because it's like, okay, you are Superman, but you're not the Superman of this world. 
yeah, it's it's going to be really weird. I'm guessing they're going to like hash it out in the first year of rebirth. But yeah, at this point, we don't really know what's going on. I mean, it's like for for convenience sake, you just want to call him Superman. But then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but he's Clark White, not Clark Kent, so, you know. Well, he's technically is Clark Kent. He just named himself Clark White when right. he was hiding out on the New 52 Earth in but, Lois and Clark. Yeah, it is one of those things. It's like, but is your alias your real name when you're not going to take up your real name because your real name was outed? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, he'd ha- I'd, he wouldn't have to be called Clark Kent in, like, he'd be, he can be called Clark Kent by, like, friends and everything, but for... I don't know how they're like, going to do the whole reporter thing and everything. That's going to be really weird. And it's going to be even weird because there's two lowest lanes as well. Yeah, wow, this is going to be difficult. It's, but you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, when when you had those Talon assassins from the Court of Owls, then you got Talon, the guy who had his own book. And it's like, okay, well, what do I call you? Do I call you Talon is your superhero name, even though there are many Talons? <laughs> of which of which you were one, but now you are the main one. Heck, I don't even think he called himself Talon in the book is the thing. <laughs> I think even the writers were like, no, no, I don't know what to call him either. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Su- Superman was great. Superman's really interesting. They're definitely ushering in a new era of Superman. And we're, we're going to be getting a lot of Superman this week, aren't we? Yeah, we got action comics and... Uh, I'm not sure what else. I think we had another Superman book, but there's, there's going to be lots of super going on. Yeah. Which uh, I'm really interested in. And I guess from that, uh, we can talk about my favorite comic of the week. And I mean, are you really surprised? Uh, <laughs> Green Arrow, man. Green Arrow from Benjamin Percy. Yeah. I really enjoyed this book. It was really fun, wasn't it? Just to, yeah. think, to think you put Green Arrow together with Black Canary and suddenly it all works and all the blocks just fall into place like you're playing Tetris. Yeah, it's going to be weird when the plot twist is revealed that Black Canary is really Felicity Smoke. No, she's going to take off her face and be like, ha-ha, I was Felicity all along. <laughs> I wouldn't put that shit past them. <laughs> Would not put that shit past them. But, you know, it's cool to have a Green Arrow who is back in touch with his politics and his leftist ideals that made me fall yeah. in love with the character in the first place, and then to have those ideals challenged by someone like Black Canary. Mm-hmm, yep. I think that's really beautiful, the way that they butt heads and they clash and they don't agree on everything, but you can see that there's a spark and you can see that they love each other. And even by the end of the comic, there's kind of a, it's great to meet you again for the first time. Yeah, yeah, and they even mentioned like, meeting quote-unquote each other once before and i think they were referencing like when they met in um the rebirth issue in the the final days of superman Mm -hmm, and everything mm -hmm. so i thought that was pretty cool it's just it just works it's like you get to see one of the most beloved comic book relationships be brought back i felt the same way about this as i'm sure you felt reading the lois and clark book and being like oh good (laughs) they're back together again yep some characters just work so well together and these two definitely work so well together. Now, here's a funny offhanded thing I wonder if you caught. When she's uh, when she's kind of cutting Green Arrow down as a superhero, she says, yeah, you're as neglectful to this city as you are to your former heroin addict sidekick. Yeah, I saw that and think, oh, Joel's going to freak out. And I'm like, A, fucking savage, fucking owned. <laughs> On one hand, that's a good, someone get Ollie some aloe for his burn. <laughs> Second of all, oh, so he's back to being a former addict now, where before he was a former alcoholic. What an interesting change to make. Yeah, so I guess we're already seeing the changes of Rebirth. I guess. 
So yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see if they actually keep up with that and and remember that he's a, a drug addict and not an alcoholic. And it's such like a small, minuscule change. And I know I fought this yeah. battle many times before, where people said, "Well, what's the difference between being an alcoholic and being a heroin addict?" And I'm like, "Okay, sure. No one addiction is worse than another. And yes, they all bring horrible stuff to them. My big thing is that one of the most influential and iconic Green Arrow, Green Lantern covers of all time is, "Oh my God, my." Uh, uh, my ward is a junkie. Would that have the same impact if you change that around to, oh my god, my ward is an alcoholic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially when there's been other covers when there's been like characters drinking and everything. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have that same effect. And I mean, from like speedy shooting heroin to just imagine him like pants around his ankles, falling over drunk. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as horrifying <laughs> he still has his trucker cap on though oh no goddamn the trucker I, I like that's the thing with rebirth rebirth is like look we're gonna meet you halfway on a lot of this shit yeah he, because he's a heroin addict he wears the trucker cap there you go he's, three he's, hides his heroin he's hiding his drugs see if that was the thing if that was what they would eventually write, and I mean, <laughs> c c come on, Abnett writing Teen Titans, if that's, or the Titans book, like, if, if you make that a thing, if you make that canon, oh, I only wore the hat to hide my drugs under, I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, okay, now the hat has a reason <laughs> He's fucking insane, but it'd be okay. <laughs> Look, when the cops frisked me, I had to take the little baggie and put it under my hat. <laughs> and ever since that day, I only feel safe when I wear this ugly trucker cap. <laughs> And everyone's just looking at him like, you maniac. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, but yeah, G Green Arrow is great. This one actually does feel like the kickoff to a story. They introduce these new villains called the Underground Men who are kidnapping people to yep. be sold into slavery to uh, cannibals, mad scientists, and sex traders. And apparently that, uh, Benjamin Percy said, is going to be the jumping off point to an even bigger story including a weird group calling themselves the Ninth Circle, which if you know your Dante's Inferno. Yep, that was pretty cool. They, I thought it was really funny that they only used like the DC version of Bitcoin, which is Lexcoin. Lexcoin, oh my god. So, it, so in the DC universe, in Rebirth, Lex Luthor owns Bitcoin. Wrap your head around that. <laughs> <laughs> that's too fun. That, that, that's like Lexbook. Like, oh, I gotta check you on my Lexbook or my Lexberry. <laughs> Apparently, in that world, Lex Luthor just runs everything. <laughs> well, he's Superman now. He can. It's true. He really can. Man, I'm excited to see what that book's going to be like. I saw some of the previews for it. It looks really good. Looks really sick. Uh, also, back to Green Arrow for a minute. How good was Schmidt's artwork on that? I, I wrongly... Oh, the artwork's so good. I, I wrongly accredited his artwork to Fiera, the guy who did the cover, although the cover is very nice, too. But yeah, that interior stuff, especially the interior stuff at night, is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. In Seattle as well. Seattle. So yeah, that's another thing. I'm like, so you changed everything around for DC Rebirth, and you brought a bunch of old shit back. Why is Green Arrow still in Seattle and not Star City? Yeah. Also, um, it's going to be really weird because, like, when I was checking what's coming out this coming week just to see what I've got to review, I saw that the Black Canary book from the New 52 is still continuing, and I'm wondering if that's going to, like, confuse a bunch of people. I, I don't – I think it's finishing and then it's done. Like, it's almost done. Like, there's a couple books that have a few issues left, but once they're done, they're done. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, maybe people might, like, oh, these two characters in the book, maybe this – this Black Canary book picks up that storyline and yeah. they, they buy it and it's like half a storyline. They yeah, don't know really. what's going on. Uh, I didn't read New Green Lanterns. I wanted to, but I had too much other stuff to read. Uh, did you get a chance to read it? 
I did, and it was awesome. It's lethal weapon in space. Nice. Yeah, I was hearing that about people where it's like they the relationship that Jesse and uh, Baz have isn't like your typical friendly work relationship. It's be like you know I, I don't need no damn partner, Chief. Yeah, it's Riggs and Murtaugh. That's what it is. Nice. And and let me guess. And Hal Jordan is the police commissioner in this situation where it's like, damn it, I got he, the I got the guardians he up is. my ass. <laughs> He he totally is. He appears in this issue. He he sets him up because they're both the two newest lanterns. Mm-hmm. Um, he sets up like a little trial where he crashes a manhunter on the earth. Oh wow! And um, the manhunter begins attacking them and everything. Like and then did. he comes in and shuts it down. He's like, ah, oh, it's all a training exercise. You guys failed. You guys are loose cannons. <laughs> and um, turning your rings in your gun. <laughs> what he did was like they both have power batteries. Right. And he fused them together. And if they they if they want to power their rings, they have to do it together. Oh, that's clever. So that to make them work as a team and everything. That's smart. You know, I still have it in my thing. I, I get the feeling anything I don't review as part of my regular schedule, I'll I'll do like a special uh, rack attack and try and cover them all. Because from what I understand, this new Green Lanterns book is a really good jumping on point for people oh, like yeah. me who haven't been reading. Oh yeah, it's like new characters, like Jessica Cruz is new character, literally just got the ring last week. So. It's true, and I feel like I owe something to that character because I've been following that character from freaking uh, Justice League onward. Yeah, and um, what was even really cool is that we found this, um, there's this guardian that we've never seen before and he's created something that, uh, like the Dominion, if you remember who the Dominion are, those like yellow guys with the red spots on their heads. Mm. They're like after this ring that he's got, and I, I'm I'm convinced that it's like a rainbow ring. Oh, like so, it controls all the spectrums. So a Skittles <laughs> ring is what you're saying. Taste the <laughs> yes. rainbow, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, if Hal gets the ring and says that, please. <laughs> so basically, it's a Care Bear stare ring, is what you're saying. <laughs> all the colors at once. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, he he's I guess escaping to earth to try and find hell and the red lanterns are involved as well yeah apparently they're going to be like the new big villains for this uh for this series yeah they, they were teased in the sinestro book as well so that's pretty cool I, I i guess the red lanterns need to break bad now because the yellow lanterns have more or less broken good yeah pretty much <laughs> which apparently they need to fill that gap <laughs> yeah which apparently if you want to learn more about that you got to read the hal jordan and the green lantern Corps book because apparently that picks up with what happened with sinestro and everything yeah, so I'm glad I read all of Sinestro. Yeah, really. Shit. Man, Sinestro was the one I wanted to read more than anything. It was the one I wanted to jump into, but I'm such a I'm such a goddamn completionist. I'm like, no, I, I, I can't jump into this until I have all the background information. Well, you could just, like, read that book. There's, like, I think 21 issues or something. Something like that now. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should. Maybe, maybe I'll download it and put it on my pad for if I'm out, I'm out at the out at the pool or out at the beach. Be like, okay, time to catch up on some Sinestro. There you go. There you go. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like the the DC Rebirth is supposed to be jumping on point, so maybe this is where I jump on. Mm-hmm. This is the point. Uh, I guess that does it for all the DC Rebirth books this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, I, which I mean, geez, there was quite a few. There was four. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it was really weird as well. Like. Like, you got Batman, you got Superman, that's all right. Then you got Green Arrow. It was really weird. And like, Green why wasn't Lanterns. there, like, a Wonder Woman one? I can understand Green uh, Green Lanterns, because Green Lanterns is really popular. Yeah. 
But yeah, uh, Green Arrow seemed like like a tier two sort of thing. I think whereas it should have been like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. As I well. think I think that's just the luck of the draw of what books happen to be done already that's in part true. of this cycle because some aren't even done yet. That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk more into what we can expect next week when we talk or, or this coming week or today. I guess I forget the show goes up on Wednesday. Yep. We can talk yep. about that when we get to the end. But yeah, that's the DC side of things. So let's do a hard bank over on over to the Marvel side of things, and I guess we'll have to talk about uh, DC, or I'm still thinking DC Rebirth, it's just, it's so ingrained in my head, no, Civil War, Civil War 2 is the other thing that's going on. Yeah, Civil War 2 issue 1, I liked it, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it too, I thought it was alright, I thought they did a good job setting up the conflict between superheroes, I think it's a lot more relatable than the conflict that was there in uh, in Civil War 1, or at least the sides are on more even footing than they were in the original Civil War. Yep, yep. They, they actually do kind of make me like Ulysses, this poor kid who's caught in the middle just because he can see the future. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of, he doesn't know what to do, and he's got, like, people like Captain Marvel saying, come join the Ultimates, you can, like, tell us what's going to happen before it happens, and we can stop it all, and he's got, you know, uh, the Inhumans pressuring him to do other stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, Jean Grey invading his mind, and Tony basically everything. being like, I know, can't trust this kid, you know, are these yeah. visions of what will be or what could be. yeah. I, I keep waiting, and I wonder what book will say it first for one of the heroes to basically come out and say, you know, goddamn, this isn't a crystal ball you're fighting over. This is a human being. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. May- Who would say that? Who do you think would say that? Hmm, sounds like a Spider-Man thing to say. I was just thinking that, yeah, like, Peter might say that. Th- then again, Spider-Man's going to be on Captain Marvel's team, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Of course, you have to wonder, is he on her team because he believes in what she's doing, or is he on her team because he doesn't like what Iron Man is doing right now? And if you read both the Iron Man and Spider-Man books, they're kind of having it out. Yeah, probably a bit of Maybe he's doing it just to spite Tony. I guess, because if you read the new Spider-Man this week, they, they actually end up fighting in this, too. Yeah. Yeah, they end up fighting, and I'm like, well, goddammit, guys, with Civil War on the horizon, save something for Civil War, guys. I'm wondering where that takes place in like, in between the Invincible Iron Man issues, because I'll get to that when I talk about it, because Tony isn't in the suit at all, this issue of Invincible Iron Man. He hasn't been for the last two, actually. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy to think. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Civil War 2, good. They, they Like I said, they set up the conflict pretty interestingly they even tug on your heartstrings a little bit by potentially two big character deaths yeah they look to be dead yeah yeah they sure look to be and and much like the civil war movie what i like what's going on here is what characters are mad about isn't really what they're mad about Mm -hmm. it's like you know they have a big fight or like they have a big like discussion argument about the morality of using ulysses to stop bad things before they happen and, you know, Tony and Carol respectively disagree, and they could have left it at yep. that, but Carol had to push it. Yep. <laughs> and because she pushed it, everything went horribly fucking wrong. <laughs> and and now Tony, this is so beyond the point of superhero dumb now, he's taken it absolutely personally, and he's going to see to it personally. Yeah, he's gonna go find out what happened to Rhodey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, yes, some interesting places this one could go, and I guess we're going to start seeing tie-ins and stuff soon enough. Oh, next week, fucking Hercules tie-in. Oh, good for him. I'm glad Hercules got to come back and do something. Yeah, I'm really excited to read that. His book was taken from us way too early. It was. 
That one that that one had so much it could have done in so many places it could have gone, but just didn't yeah. have the numbers. And it sucks even more because now Dan Adden it's exclusive to DC. Aww. Oh, and Herc wasn't going to save him, I guess. <laughs> he could write Hercules at DC. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they don't also have a Hercules character. He could write Hercules or Atlas or someone. Yeah, yeah, for real, I'd read that. I'd read the shit out of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll let you go next. What else did you have this week? Uh, I had Punisher issue 2. Ah, I also read this. It was really cool. It was really cool. Man, I like Becky Cloonan with the way she's writing Frank. He doesn't talk much. <laughs> no, no. He, he he says, like, three words this whole issue. He is the definition of the strong silent type. He lets his actions speak for him, and man, do they speak. <laughs> yeah, they blow people's heads off. That's what they do. They blow people's heads off left, right, and center. Uh, again, I continue to champion Steve Dillon's artwork. Some people say it's ugly. Oh, so good. I say I that's I say that's the point. He does human yep. ugliness the way no one else can, and when the heads start blowing up, he does that well too. Yep. And this book was also kind of fucked up because it ended with a child suicide bomber. Yeah, yeah, with some like redneck militia trailer park overlords being like, "Oh, yeah. the Punisher's coming. Well, what do we do? Oh, I know what we do. Strap bombs to the children." Yeah, he won't kill the children. The children will kill him. And I'm just like, you you son of a bitch there, cooter pooter, man. Friggin' Punisher, you're, <laughs> you're just begging to be punished right now, aren't you? You're basically yeah. putting a big old uh, target on your forehead being like, come at me. Yeah. And he's gonna come at you. <laughs> there's, there's no not coming at you. Uh, did you get also like a big Cowboy Bebop vibe when uh, one of those guys he was fighting snorted up that drug that made his eyes turn red and made yeah, him fight Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punisher is basically fighting the syndicate and he's basically fighting <laughs> Red Eye. <laughs> and this is all going to end in an awesome space chase where you find out the pregnant woman wasn't actually pregnant. Yep. Hey, yeah, spoiler. carrying drugs. <laughs> spoiler for a 20, like over 20 year old anime, guys. I need to go back and watch that. That's such a good anime. Holds up. Holds up really well, and it's 26 episodes, so it's not going to take a lot of time to get through. Yep. But yeah, that uh, that one was good. I uh, I liked Punisher a lot. I'm interested to see where that one goes. Becky, Becky Cloonan writes a mean Punisher yeah. in more ways than one. Here's another thing I know. Frank blows away some dirty cops this, uh, this issue. Yeah, he kills two dirty cops. I thought that was really cool, and I guess that's why the police are also after him now, because... He probably didn't know those cops were dirty. He's like, oh, he's killing cops. It's it's kind of shocking because in the Ennis run, he made a solid point of saying Frank doesn't kill cops even if they are dirty because he walks a line with the NYPD that they don't actively pursue him and in exchange he doesn't kill cops. And then I thought, I'm like, well, but I guess he's not really in New York, isn't he, when he did yeah, that? So. Yeah, technically, yeah, he's, you know, upstate New York, so... He's like, I don't technically operate here all the time, so it's fine. Yeah, if you were in Jersey, it'd be a different, you know, issue. <laughs> oh, dude, there's a crossover we need to see. Punisher goes to Jersey City to team up with Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Marvel's like, you are you are too hardcore for me. My parents would not want me hanging out with you, that, sir. That's what I, I said in my review. Like, because um, this drug he's, is basically like a super soldier serum, mm. um, I'd like to see, like, if another hero gets involved. Like, And I was trying to think of, like, heroes that would get involved. I don't really know who would get involved. Someone street level. Spider-Man, maybe? Spider-Man? I, I could see Spider-Man. I would really like to see this Punisher team up with Power Man and Iron Fist. I think that would be cool. 
<laughs> they're, they're like beating them up, and then Frank just comes along and like blows their heads off. Yeah, like, really. Eating, Frank. Yeah, what the fuck? It's like, oh, come on, Mr. Bulletproof Skin. Mr. could punch someone's head off if he wanted, <laughs> giving me a hard time. <laughs> I'm sure they'll make him team up with Deadpool at some point, because that's always what happens. Oh, God. I think it'd even be too hardcore for Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool's like, geez, man, I've kind of been turning over a new leaf the last little bit. You, you make me think of the bad <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Deadpool and Street Level, that was another book I had this week. In fact, my review just went up as I recorded this. Deadpool number 13. Yeah. Now, remember, we talked about this a while back, that Marvel was going to start experimenting with their uh, with their events. Mm-hmm. So this is one issue that you buy it. Includes an issue of Deadpool, an issue of Daredevil, an issue of Power Man and Iron Fist, and another issue of Deadpool. So you essentially get one whole comic book event in one book. Oh, that's pretty cool. It is so pretty So it's technically a trade. It's you, You're basically buying a trade when you buy Deadpool number 13. That's all right. That's not bad at all, because, I mean, how many times have we read a thing where it's like, man, this is okay, but I really wish I could have read it all in one sitting? Yeah. Well, now you can literally read it all in one sitting. Basically, uh, a, a corrupt New York banker is getting hunted down by a bunch of different mobs and by Typhoid Mary because he stole money from them. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to Deadpool for help, and Deadpool in turn goes to Daredevil for help, and then they both in turn end up going to Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist for help, <laughs> and they end up having to look for like a laptop computer that has a bunch of uh, incriminating information on it, so like Danny and Luke are just digging through a dump for the majority of the crossover. <laughs> it's, it's It was ultimately pretty simplistic, and I thought it could have used maybe one more villain than Typhoid Mary, whose power is kind of all over the place, because she can beat them all up, and then she can't beat them all up in the next issue. But overall, it was pretty fun and pretty interesting, and you definitely get your bang for your buck when you read that. That's cool. It, it was kind of simplistic, but then again, it kind of had to be, because literally it's, a, it's all the same writers and artists who do the other books who came in to do this. Yeah. I'm hoping they do something similar. Maybe with the Avengers books, maybe. Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty interesting. It's definitely something they should definitely keep trying to do. Mm-hmm. And you definitely have enough Avengers books at this point that you could do that. Do, do, does the book cost more? I, do, I, I don't think it cost me anything more, but I don't know if you buy it, uh, like if you buy a physical copy, they would probably charge you more. Yeah, that's true. Digitally, it was true. about the same. But then again, digitally, it's not like they're putting, what is it, any more paper and ink on it, are they? Yeah, it's just a couple of extra images. Yeah, really. So, uh, yeah, Deadpool 13 was cool. Cool. Uh, what did I have? I had Star Wars issue 19. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Continuation of Star Wars. Yeah, it's the last Rebel Prison issue uh, for that story arc. We find out, find out who the bad guy is now. You're, you're behind on Star Wars, aren't you? Oh, I'm you? so fucking behind. Did you end up reading the annual, though? No, I wanted to. It's on my pad. I never got a chance to read it. All right, well, in the annual, there was a rebel spy um, named Enna Bray. I remember you telling me the story, yeah. Yeah, he's the bad guy in this issue. Oh, holy shit. Uh, He survived Emperor Palpatine's torture. Force lightning him to death. Yeah, he got out alive, but with some scars and everything. And he's doing this. He's, like, taking over the uh, rebel prison and killing off all the Imperial inmates to show princess leia what needs to happen with the rebellion like she thinks he thinks she's too soft Mm -hmm. so he's just like often all these imperial like prisoners and stormtroopers and whatnot and says this is what you should be doing not you know holding them up in the prison near a sun and you know giving them food and water and everything you should just be killing them 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, so, so, so and, he's a little aggro, is what you're saying. He's a little aggressive. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's he's basically coming back for revenge because Leia basically abandoned him on Coruscant. Wow. And he he yeah, he's a bit pissed off at that. Just just a little bit, just a wee bit. <laughs> Yeah. And the good thing is that he actually survives through this and when he gets captured he actually ends up escaping. So he's he's off off somewhere and Aphra ends up escaping as well. That's cool. She's going on off and the the really cool thing was the tease at the end of this issue which teased this new um stormtrooper commando unit mm. uh that used lightsabers. Oh. They're, yeah, and it was really cool. I saw some designs from like a month ago. And they're all like specific classes. Like you've got like your heavy demolitions, you got your sniper, you got your recon, and all that sort of stuff. So that looks really cool. Sounds like my kind of thing. Uh, I had a Power Rangers comic this week. Oh yeah. This was a very special Power Rangers comic, though. This isn't part of Kyle Higgins' main series. This is a spin-off mini-series, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Pink Number One, one of six oh. issues. I'm guessing it's about the Blue Ranger. Ah, uh, yes, yes. It's, 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 it's all about Billy. It's uh, all the answers you ever wanted to know between uh, Turbo and Zeo, uh, what happened with him, yes. <laughs> no, no, it's a story about Kimberly. But w- weirdly, as I made the joke, it is it is super involved in terms of continuity. Brendan Fletcher and the other person who wrote it really did their homework. Yeah? Oh, God, yes, did they ever. So you remember when Kimberly left the show, right? Yeah, vaguely. Cat took over and she left the show to be part of like some, you know, the, the way they wrote her out was like, oh yeah, she's going to the Pan Olympic Games in Europe or whatever for gymnastics because uh, yep. she's so yeah, good at gymnastics. This story actually picks up with her there in Europe. Oh, really? Yeah, with her no longer being a ranger and uh, her parents go missing back in the small town in France where they live. So she hops on her motorcycle, which she drives, and tries to go back to find them in the little French villa. And they, they've all disappeared and a bunch of, like, uh, lizard monsters are kidnapping people. Huh, okay. so, she ha- so she has to fight them guerrilla warfare style without her powers, but luckily she has saved up, like, a bow and a bunch of Mad Max shit. She's basically been doomsday prepping, waiting for something like this to happen. <laughs> that's awesome and then you think well why doesn't she just call the rangers for help she tries but they're off planet <laughs> uh, okay then yeah. so she has to handle this all on her own and then it gets even better because the writer does another continuity pull remember uh when they fired the original uh black red and yellow rangers because they asked for more money and replaced them with three new ones Yes. And they did the whole sword of light transfer thing where it's like, oh, with the sword of light, we can transfer the powers. Uh, So Kimberly doesn't have access to her power because someone else is using it right now. Zordon gives her the sword of light, and because of it, she's able to make a brand new Pink Ranger costume on top of her Mad Max gear. Oh, that's awesome. It is. I'm like, why is this story so fucking cool? Because <laughs> it doesn't have a TV budget. <laughs> I, I guess. It's like, you know, you would think like, oh, really? A, a spinoff on Kimberly? Really? The valley girl of the team? I didn't think she's that interesting. No, apparently she was the most interesting one. You just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the brilliant thing about writing for a show that had super one-dimensional characters. Because you can write whatever you want and you're never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You can do whatever. This is so cool. I hope when this six issues is done, I hope we get that Billy series I pitch. I hope we learn more about Zach. I hope we learn more about everybody. Well, that's the thing. Like, if this miniseries is is popular, then I, I reckon all of them would probably get one. Dude, everyone go buy this. <laughs> yeah, and you just call it red, blue, black, yellow. 
green. You know, here's my pitch for Blue. So, like, uh, by the end of Turbo or whatever, after, like, his age went up and down, Billy left and went to, like, Aquatar, the mm-hmm. planet of those butt-faced uh, ninja rangers or whatever. Yep. We never saw him again. Tell a story that happened, what happened to him after her. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a huge thing. He's like, oh, no, I fell in love in Aquatar, and I'm going to stay here now. Bye. <laughs> It had nothing to do with the fact that the actor got pushed off the show or anything, but yeah. No. <laughs> tell tell that story. That's a story that's begging to be told. It is. Heck, tell something with Johnny Young Bosch. He's cool. Just tell anything <laughs> with him. <laughs> tell a story how Adam Park, the Black Ranger, got a gig doing anime voiceover work while also being a Power Ranger. <laughs> and then he played in a band. Have it be a weird uh, life imitates art. <laughs> That's what I would do with it. But yeah, Power Ranger Pink is totally awesome, everybody. If you're a Power Rangers fan and you may have skipped this one because it wasn't part of the main Kyle Higgins series, you actually do need to read it because it's sick as hell. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, what uh, else did you have? What did I have? I had, oh, I had uh, Superman coming off the Superman issue 5. Oh, yeah, the penultimate issue of this really weird Neil Adams series. Yeah, I can't explain it. It's too fucking weird. <laughs> no, I read issue 1 and I couldn't fucking explain it. <laughs> you think issue one is weird try reading this issue this issue includes metron oh, uh wow. Bada, mr miracle all the um, gods yeah just just throws everything in and then at the end Darkseid kills lex luther <laughs> so what you're basically saying is this is silver age as fuck oh it is and it's it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant i love it that's good that's good to hear uh another one i think uh, maybe we both read it maybe we didn't old man logan number seven I didn't read it, no. Uh, I won't spoil it for you because they actually do a lot of interesting stuff, but it's the end of this whole arc with him fighting Lady Deathstrike and the Reavers. And remember how you and I were really digging the book when it started, when it was like a revenge story? Yeah. When he had a hit list and everything. And then it weirdly kind of just, you know, went off track from that and stopped being a revenge story. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They find a way, a really organic way, to weave it back onto being a revenge story. It's a revenge book again. <laughs> oh, I might have to pick it up again now. <laughs> you will. By the end, it's just like, it's a revenge book again. If you were anything like me, you may have been a little bored during this last arc where you're like, oh, look, Wolverine's found another surrogate home and another surrogate family. How long <laughs> until this gets fucking ruined? And it does. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the beginning of this issue, they make reference to the fact that this shit is endlessly happening. <laughs> Wolverine even says, "Is like, you know, is this my curse in life? Is this my lot to have this happen over and over again?" Yeah. <laughs> when am I gonna learn, basically? But yeah, it was it was really cool, and you know, to beat Deathstrike, Logan has to do something he hasn't done in a very long time, and that is he has to give into his berserker rage, essentially. Oh, that's going to be cool. And he does. It was really cool. You'll like this one. For anyone who may have fallen off Old Man Logan because it took such a harsh uh, turn after the first arc, uh, yeah, now would be the time to hop back into it, I think. Cool, cool. Um, that I have? I, I, I haven't talked about it for a while, um, but I've been reading Injustice uh, mm. Year 5, and it's gotten to a, probably one of the best storylines it's had in a long time, yeah, and that is... Something. Um, Victor Zaz kills Alfred. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, super. So, um, this whole arc starts with Superman going to Alfred, and Alfred basically telling him to fuck off, because uh, uh, Superman wants to know where Bruce is and everything, and he thinks Alfred might know. But Alfred, you know, oh fuck off, bastard, 
Master Kent. And <laughs> Fuck off, Master Kent. Don't make me whip out my dick and slap you with it, and then I will serve you tea that is not up to code. <laughs> he, he, he basically does that. He says, oh, is he, does your nose still hurt from that time I headbutted you? Oh, oh, snap, motherfucker. Superman <laughs> <laughs> gets so pissed off, eh? And, um, that, it that, looks... that boy Superman, oh shit, what up? Now, we don't know if it, it was him, but I, I think it was him, and he's lying to the other Justice League members. But it seems like he lets Victor Zaz out of uh, Alcatraz mm-hmm. uh, and takes him and lets him go into the Batcave where he kills Alfred. Um, and then Damien finds him and everything. And the, the recent issue is Superman saying, oh, we'll catch Victor. It'll be only a minute, you know, only a matter of time. Um, but then Bruce finds out that Alfred dies, so Bruce is kind of pissed off, and he, he tracks he tracks um, Victor down and beats the ever-loving shit out of him. And um, Victor's like playing it up and like, see this scar right here? That's him. Oh no! And like, yeah, saying all that sort of stuff. And and I said in my review of it, like, I'm wondering if like Batman's gonna realize that he's sort of going down the same road Superman was with Joker. Hmm, interesting. And, but the thing is that this Batman has killed before because he killed Joker. He killed the other Joker. It was really weird. Um, so I'm wondering if he's going to like realize that he's sort of becoming like Superman. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and his son turns up and tells him to kill uh, Zaz as well. So he's got to fight Nightwing. C- kill them all, father. Kill them all. <laughs> That's basically what Damien, like, he, re- he turns up and it's like, what are you waiting for, father? Kill him. <laughs> Damn it, Damien, why you gotta be the devil on my shoulder? Kill them all. <laughs> You'll teach them. <laughs> C- kill them like you showed me. I don't kill anyone. Eh, whatever. Whatever. It's all. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't care. <laughs> someone taught me. I picked it up somewhere. <laughs> Figured it was you, but whatevs. So, yeah, I mean, how much longer does that series have left? I mean, it's got to be almost done soon, right? I think it's got a couple of issues left. we still got a Hawkman story coming up. Oh, um, good. But uh, I think, yeah, it's... I think it's going to, like, issue 30, maybe? Unless they're stretching it. I, don't, I have no idea what issue it's going to end on. Because all the years have ended on, like, different issues. It's true. How much, uh, how much money you bet that Hawkman story when they do tell it might be one of the best Hawkman stories ever told, which isn't very hard? Oh, it probably would be, because it's Batman basically going to him and saying, hey, the Justice League beat you up before. You want to get revenge? And he's yes. like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, okay. I thought we were going to make bird noises, and he was like, caca, caca. <laughs> yeah, and then Batman got really weirded out and left. Caca, <laughs> caca, which is bird for yes. <laughs> <laughs> In bird culture, we call that a dick move. <laughs> See, that's what I want now. I want a whole new run of Hawkman where he's just bird person from Rick and Morty. We just just read um like Future Quest with Birdman and everything. Yeah, Harvey Birdman. Dude, okay, <laughs> so Hawkman teams up with Bird Person and Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, <laughs> and they form the Bird League. <laughs> Is what they do. Well, what do they do this bird? Lay- ah, mainly they just put a bunch of newspapers down all over the place. Uh, they eat feed and <laughs> shit in people's cars. and That's what they do to their villains. Their villains come out. Like, sh- <laughs> like Shadow Thief comes out to his car and he's like, oh no, my ride. <laughs> like shaking his fist while they fire away. Yeah. Ha ha, you've been, you've been gotten by the bird league, motherfucker. <laughs> Better luck next time, asshole. We have many more cars to shit on. 
And it's not like tiny bird size shit either. It's like full grown human size shit. <laughs> Man, how embarrassed is Shadow Thief going to be when he has to go to the car wash and explain this? But it's also white like bird poop, though, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah think about that. <laughs> or don't, whatever. I don't care. So, yeah, that was uh, that was your injustice, huh? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I think I have one more I have to talk about, and then the other ones I haven't read yet or are too old. Um, I read All New, All Different Avengers. Yeah, this is some storyline with Vision, right? No, no, that was last week. This is this, oh, is, okay. this is the continuation of the Nova thing. When oh, uh, I... when Tony Stark promised Sam Alexander, yeah, we'll totally come to space and help you find your dad, and that's what they're doing. <laughs> Oh, really? They're going to find Sam? Yeah, which is so weird. It's like you're doing this here and now and not in the Nova book. Yeah, that's really weird. What a, what a slap in the face to everyone who followed Nova all this time. <laughs> well, apparently the Nova book's going to deal with it, too. I bet what's going to happen is they're going to try and find him, but they won't, and that's how the story's going to end. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, well, we got to the moon and got bored, so... We're going to turn back now. Yeah, they actually landed on some weird Chronicles of Riddick planet where, like, some monster comes every night to eat everyone and their ship got shot down. Oh, okay. Of course, they find out that this monster isn't actually eating people. The monster is transporting them to another world, and uh, guess what world that is? Which one? Why, the negative zone, of course, with Annihilus. Oh, oh of course. So it's a all-new, all-different Avengers versus Annihilus. I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. Cool. I'm all for this. Yeah, I would like more of this. It's cool, too, the way their ship flies. Tony literally says, in a fun bit of foreshadowing, he's like, yeah, I took this one off old Reed Richards. He didn't need it anymore. <laughs> I, I retro. He's not around anymore because of right issues. Yeah, I, I retrofitted it instead of a power core. Thor can just power it with her hammer. <laughs> and she's just sitting there holding the hammer. It's like, hey, you okay there, uh, you okay there, Thor? Your arm's getting tired. It's like, you know, would anyone else like to hold the hammer for a bit? Oh, yeah, that's right. No one else is worthy. <laughs> <laughs> no one else gets to join my cool hammer club it's just me making sure none of us die out here in space and it's great too because Miles Morales and Kamala Khan are like oh my god space this is amazing this is the greatest thing ever and Nova's like oh yawn been there done that <laughs> I, I literally do space every day you fucking plebs <laughs> that's that's me that's what I do that's what, that's what my life is about as Sam Alexander <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, that's what that one is about. Uh, speaking of that, I think speaking of the all new, all different Avengers, uh, you said you want to talk about Iron Man too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Iron Man issue was it ten this this week? I want to say yes. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Tony's going undercover to sort of find out who this Tomo woman is. She's some sort of techno golem inhuman, or something. Yeah, she's an inhuman. We find out. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, I, I like her powers. I think they're really cool. It is cool, and I'm glad that they put like a, put a restrictor on. It's like, yes, I can take any technology into myself, dot, 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 for a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, she has to let go. That's why, like in that last issue, the, that base exploded when when Tony's suit ruptured or something. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It's an interesting little undercover story. I like their moving Mary Jane forward, where it's like, Mary Jane, you're the only one who can save uh, Stark Enterprises. Yeah. Help me, you're my only hope. That's okay. You know what? I haven't recorded that review yet. I'm stealing that. Hey, you gotta use it. I'm stealing that joke now, everyone. Every, everyone will now know that Matt had credit for that one, but I'm taking it. That's, that's all right. My review is actually sitting here recorded. I'll just go back and edit a little yeah. part in. 
<laughs> start taking everyone else. Start. We start taking each other's jokes. We get into a joke war. <laughs> See, that's why I like doing this show because uh, for ones I don't record, sometimes I get funnier jokes just by talking it out with you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, Iron Man was cool, and that one even ended with uh, Rhodes being like, "Hey, all new, all different Avengers. You're his team, right? Maybe you should all go to Japan and help save them." <laughs> Yeah, and it's also, that's the team that's helping him in Civil War 2 as well, like Captain America hmm. and all them. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool to see, like, because all these books are, like, Road to Civil War, but they haven't had really anything to do with this that. This is the closest that they've had yeah. in the actual Road to Civil War. Yeah, and same, same with, like, I read um, All New Wolverine issue 9 this week as well, and that was the, sort of the same as a Road to Civil War, but, like, what Not was really. the connection? Like, did you read that issue? I read the it's this is the one where I read the last one where you found out it was Fing Fang Foom she needed to fight. I don't think I read the newest one yet. Yeah, the newest one she sort of has to deal with it and we find out that yeah, uh Logan, old man Logan was swallowed by Fing Fang Foom. And this is and, um, big because it's their first meeting. Yeah, and she goes in after him and she finds Logan, he's like half digested and everything and like pulls him out and she he she finds out that he raised her. Oh, like she, like yeah, he, she, she keeps, she was saying like this whole issue, like this Logan isn't my Logan. He's from some, somewhere and somewhere when else. Yeah, and and it turns out that this Logan actually had a X twenty three Laura clone and oh. was pretty much the same, just older. Really oh, interesting. So, so uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I like to X twenty three has adopted uh, Gabby, yet another clone yeah. of her, more or less as like a surrogate daughter, little sister. And they go out walking their Wolverine that they have yeah, a pet yeah. named Jonathan. Yeah, they, she got a little bit this issue as well. She got to fly around on the jetpack and everything. She's a she, she's cool, Gabby. I like they kind of have where it's like, oh, no, don't worry. We have another female Wolverine waiting in the wings just in case. <laughs> yeah, just in case this one dies. <laughs> and she's saying there where it's like, well, you got to – in the issue previously, it's like, well, Gabby, you got to go to school. Why? I learned everything I needed in a test tube. I'm too smart for school. And she's like, all right. I'll order you some noodles. Yeah, fair enough. Man, those noodles looked good that they were eating. <laughs> special 24 with chicken. I'm like, man, I want a special 24 with chicken. <laughs> and that they were talking to Maria Hill and Maria Hill agreed. It's like, ah, yeah, special 24 with chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently everyone in the superhero community just knows about this. Yeah. And also um, Captain Marvel and Iron Man were in that issue as well in the most oh. recent issue. So I guess that's sort of like the tie-in for it. Right, that's but, what I'm um, trying to say. Heck, Miss Marvel had some interesting tie-up into that where uh, they both came to try and help her in an issue, and you kind of saw them fighting over who was mentoring and who was rearing her the best. So I'm like, ah, so, the, so this is really where the seeds are planted for Civil War Two right here. Yeah, Tony just like hacked Captain Marvel's like planner, and she's like, well, I'm going to go to every place she goes to and like, like, um, talk to the people she talks to and trying to get them to come on my side now. Well, it's funny you should say that because in the new Spider-Man book, I told you he and Peter were fighting, and one of the reasons yeah. they were fighting is that Tony went to the batting cages with Miles, and it was supposed to be Peter's day to go to the batting cages with Miles. <laughs> he, he's just, like, just sneaking in. <laughs> yeah, he's literally taking all of his friends. He's like, your girlfriend's working for my company, and now I'm trying to get your apprentice to come hang out with me because I'm cooler. <laughs> <laughs> come on miles come hang out with me i have a sports car and i'll let you stay up till 10 <laughs> i i'm the cool parent uh mentor figure man uh that's awesome and miles is like you know i have parents right <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not like one of these orphaned wonders out here. Like, I, I actually do have a family who loves me that I need to go back to. <laughs> it's like, ah, come on, come on. Come hang out with me. So, uh, so was that it? I know that I think that was about it for me this week. Yeah, that was pretty much. I've still got two comics to read, but yeah. Same here. And I gotta, I gotta read Moon Knight, and I gotta read another one. But I know I gotta read Moon Knight, and I still have a couple sitting around from last week that haven't gone I up yet. I still got Uncanny and Humans and Nighthawk. Mm, I, uh, I'm collecting Uncanny and Humans. I'm liking it. I'm a couple issues behind, but I'm liking when I read it in a lump sum. The new story is so good. <laughs> is it? What, what's happening now? It, there's, uh, it's a um, Medusa. Johnny Storm storyline. Oh, no. Nice. And uh, Medusa's sister Crystal likes Johnny as well. And you ah. think it's going to be, you well, think were... it's going to be like a normal tri- love triangle, but they all, all three of them get abducted by a guy who's trying to host a, t- t- uh, a contest of champions. <laughs> but before he does, he chokes on his food and dies. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the the planet they get um, taken to is like it's like a ring world that's around like a sun. And because that guy dies, his he was like linked to the sun, uh-huh. and the sun starts dying, so the planet starts falling Oops. apart and everything. So Johnny, Medusa, and Crystal have to put aside their differences and rescue everyone. Well, shit! <laughs> it's so much fun. That does sound fun. Uh, I guess with that out of the way, we can get into what you can expect is coming out today or later in the week for Matt and me. Yep. Uh, of course, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Action Comics number 957. That's right, the original numbering has returned. They're just it's, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm thinking, Jesus, this is so surreal. I know, it doesn't... They've gone back to normal numbering, like, holy crap. It doesn't feel real, and it's going to feel even more surreal when we actually hit over 1,000. Yeah, that's only going to be happening in, like, the next year, I think. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Because it's like, they're twice monthly, so... Yep. Uh, we got Aquaman Rebirth number one. That'll be interesting. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited for that. Uh, I was ex- I was excited for it before. I thought uh, uh, Abnett, who was also doing Aquaman, was doing a pretty solid job. Yeah. Uh, we got Detective Comics number nine hundred thirty four. So there you go. Yep. Some more Batman in the same uh, same vein. You yep. got Earth Two Society number thirteen, which I'm going to assume is yes. the final issue. I don't know. I'll, I'll find. I guess I'll find out. It's the last issue, maybe the last issue ever. Here's hoping if it is, they wrap <laughs> it up in a decent manner. Uh, we yeah. also got Flash Rebirth number one. Ooh, that's gonna be good. I'm gonna give that one. I'm gonna try and give that one a look. Like I said, if I don't review them when I should, I might put them as part of a big video and try and cover at least all the new number ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wacky Raceland number one. I guess Scooby Doo versus the Apocalypse came out. And this is the next one in that. I I actually read the Scooby Doo one and I thought it was kind of, eh, eh, yeah. Like this, they they over designed the story of like how everyone met up and everything. Mm-hmm. It's it like just say they're all friends. They're all like college friends and they go solving mysteries. Don't involve secret underground societies <laughs> and they're part of like some shield type of organization yeah they overthought it scooby has like some fucking emoticon glasses and it's just ridiculous what what, what was wrong with oh raggy (laughs) he still says that but now he has like these glasses that give him eyebrows wow (laughs) so he can emote (laughs) but wacky raceland might be better just because wacky raceland is more or less a mad max comic and you don't really need to tell a lot of story because it's like they're having a race that's about it yeah yeah, and the Fuchsia Quest was really good as well. That's cool. Also, Wonder Woman number one rebirth. 
Ooh, that's going to be interesting. I, what what storyline is this? Is this both of them, or is this just like setting up both of them? I guess we'll have to read and figure out. I mean, I guess you weren't reading Wonder Woman, so I mean, did that story finish, or is this going to be another like epilogue? I think this is going to continue the story from Justice League, the storyline about her brother. Ooh, if they were smart, that's what they would. But do. remember, there was going to be like two storylines going: right. one set in the past and one set in the uh, like current times. I guess we'll have to read and find out. I'm excited for that one, and I think this one's going to yeah. actually be a pretty good jumping-on point. Yeah. Okay, so heading on over to the Marvel comics, we got Civil War Two: Amazing Spider-Man number one. This is written by Christos Gage, a guy who I really like and respect, a dude who was a writer on the Daredevil so- show, so get ready for that. Ooh, uh, I've been trying to figure out like which ones I should read and, or like which ones I need to read for Civil mm-hmm. War, and I, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, going to have to pick and choose, I guess. Or, you know, you can always talk to me. I'm going to try and at least read them all. Yeah, same. Uh, I got Thunderbolts number two coming out. Did you read the first new issue of Thunderbolts? I did. I didn't really like it that much. It's it's a little different. I'm going to give it a chance. The art kills it for me. Yeah, the uh, I didn't like the art at all. The art the art is not great. The I can I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to be evocative of the original 90s yep. series when the team yep. came out. And to which I say, why be evocative of something that wasn't that good? Yeah, just do something new. Yeah, wh- why be evocative of something that was shit anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- there's a reason that art isn't in vogue and in style anymore, because it's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess that'll just about do it for us in another show. And oh boy, look at that, we're done. We're done by 11.30. That's almost early for us. Awesome. Oh, man, I don't know about you, man, but I'm 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 plum tuckered after this. This one done took it out of me. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be doing reviews for the next day, so yeah. Yeah, same here. I'm well, hell. I'm gonna have to edit all this shit together now when we're done to get it up for our patrons. That's right, our patrons who support the show and make sure that Matt and I don't have to wear potato sacks to do this. <laughs> Even though I love potato sacks. Mm, potato sack. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for those of you who would like to support the show and like to become a patron, you can for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, keep the show running the way it is and hopefully bring you new and interesting content. Uh, you can do that. There's a link right down there below. Uh, also, if you would like to download the podcast and carry it around with you, you can check that out on Podbean. I usually upload that Tuesday night sometime. Uh, hopefully, if you're listening to this now on the Wednesday, which you should, because that actually helps support us more, because I figured this out, we don't actually make any money off Podbean. <laughs> We're doing that one strictly out of the kindness of our hearts. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, share, do all the other... Joel is tired. Joel's mouth is fucked up. <laughs> do all the good stuff we just told you. Subscribe to everything. There you go. Do good computer stuff. Make happen now. And also, <laughs> and also, if you're not already subscribed to Matt, you should go subscribe to Matt and see if he can't uh, if he can't break uh, his thousand. And thank you for helping me break my seven. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's really cool. So I guess with that, everyone, we will bring this show to a close. Oh, oh, what a fun time it was, wasn't it? It was. It was pretty cool. This will this will be another one for the book. So until next week, everyone. Thank you for watching, and I will see you around. Bye bye.